You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hey everybody, this is Mike. Uh, just a real quick announcement before you guys get into the episode proper. We're uh, we're, we're not going to have advertisements anymore on the podcast. Uh, it's it's going to be all ad-free for everybody. Um, uh, which because uh, just the ads weren't working out for us it wasn't really wasn't it wasn't really what I had kind of envisioned it wasn't uh, the ads didn't really make a lot of sense and and um, uh, although the revenue was good it just I don't think that it was really it wasn't a good fit so I, I we're gonna obviously lean back on the uh, on on the patreon support I but that means that our tiers are gonna change around a bit um, so with that I uh, our our five dollar tier, which was previously our ad free tier, um, it's not going to be ad free anymore, obviously, because all of the podcasts are all of the episodes are ad free now. Um, but uh, you'll get a bonus episode every month, uh, and that episode will sometimes be me by myself. It'll sometimes be me with a guest. It's actually kind of uh, if you think about what I was doing with uh, with the quarantine zone stuff. Uh, at the beginning of quarantine back in uh, March and April and into May. Um, it'll be like that. Uh, it'll, it'll, it'll basically be exactly that. Um, and uh, and you'll get at least one of those a month um, I, uh, to fill in the weeks where Amanda and I take a, a week off from the regular podcast. So that'll be a bonus that is only available to Patreon supporters at the $5 tier and above. Um, one dollar as, as always, will will get you the episode early on Tuesdays. Um, uh, same as always. So there's no change there, but the, the five, 10 and $20 tiers will now all get the bonus episodes. So, um, so that's something I, that might be of interest to you. And if it is, you can head to patreon.com slash thunderquack and, uh, and adjust your pledges accordingly. And Hey, it, it, if that means you're adjusting down to a dollar, uh, because you're really just paying for the ad free, um, then uh, that's fine too. I, I, we, we appreciate everybody uh, who supports us in whatever way that they can, even if that is just downloading and listening to the episode. It all matters. Uh, it's all important. Um, and I, uh, like always, just uh, just be sure you leave a, a rating and a review on on the podcast service of your choosing because uh, that's that to me is the most important thing you can do to help us grow the audience and then uh, and then we'll take it from there if people want to support us on patreon they can do that uh, if they want to support us with, mer- with merch they can do that as well so um thank you to everybody who has been supporting us thank you to everybody who did get behind i know like the ad free stuff was a really big motivator for a lot of people i think to 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 pledge on on patreon or uh to increase their pledge i hope that the bonus episode is as much of an incentive um and as always like i always say uh we are open to feedback if there are other patreon incentives that you would like to see from us just let me know just uh uh, hit me up on twitter uh, at arkwolf a-r-k-w-u-l-f or or you can uh, uh message us through patreon or or whatever there there are tons of different ways to to get in contact with us you can find us online all over the place and let us know what you would like to see um over on patreon what kind of rewards you'd like um with that uh here's the episode this is the thunder quack podcast 
official podcast of Thunderquack Podcast Network, where anything can happen. So strap yourselves in and hold on to your butts. It's Thunderquack time! Hello and welcome back to the Thunderquack Podcast, the official podcast of Thunderquack.com, which you can get early every Tuesday over at Patreon.com slash Thunderquack, just like our Patreon producers Brian Morowski and JJ Samuel do every week. Or you can wait and get it late every Friday on podcast services across the galaxy. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen. And I'm your other host, Amanda Conkin. Welcome back, Mike. Yeah, I'm back. I, I, yeah, last week was rough. I don't know how it happened. Um, and I shouldn't count my chickens just yet because I could still get hit by this thing. Um, everybody else in the house got sick. But I, I, I don't know. Maybe I did get sick, but because everybody else was already sick, I, it was <laughs> like it, it was like the adrenaline sort of thing of like, like you can't stop. Like you don't get to stop. Like there are so to keep going. These two children literally require your attention in order to survive. Um, one more so than the other, but but definitely both of them. Um, and, I would find uh, it funny if you were talking about Kara needing more help than Cassie. It's just it is um, amusing about that little toddler. I but uh, yeah, and Crystal was down for the count. Like she was, she got it rough. She I I don't really remember the last time she was. She hit quite that hard. Um, it was not COVID. The three of them got tested, so so we know that it wasn't that. Um, it was just a it was just a nasty. Oh, does cold a baby slash a flu. baby COVID test is it the same as an adult COVID test? Yeah, but because the distance to the back of their nostril is much shorter, it doesn't take as long. So I. I here's this is a tidbit that maybe not everybody knows, but that I always find to be a not so fun fun fact. Um, our noses and our ears keep growing; they don't they don't stop. So that's why like old people have big noses and ears. I I like they 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 they. I don't, don't know if I'm excited by this fun fact. Is it fun? Or it's sort of weird that's why I said it's not a fun. It's a not nose. fun fun fact. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's not like they don't grow at like a crazy rate like they do when you're when you're like developing as a kid but um but but because they're cartilage they do kind of just keep going but i as an adult like the your nasal passage is a lot longer than it is as a as as a as a child like like even even like proportionally it's not it's not quite the same um and the older you get, the longer your nose is going to get, like the bigger your nose is going to get, so the further it's going to be. Uh, so getting back there to, to the back of the sinus cavity where they need to do the scrape for the test is a lot harder on an adult than it is on a kid. Um, and especially on a one-year-old like Cassie, Crystal said like it was like a second. Like they like popped the, the Q-tip or whatever. Like it's not a Q-tip, Q-tip, but you know what I mean? Like the swab in and then out and it was like okay done um and and it was pretty much the same for Kara. of like it was like they say on the on the website there's like a whole thing to prep your kid um that it's like count count to five and it'll be done um and that was crystal was helping Kara, like sort of holding her uh still 
And as they were getting ready to do it, like they were like, okay, we're going to, we're about to do it. And Crystal was like, okay, Kara, now you're like, you're going to count to five. And, and, uh, before, before Crystal got to one, <laughs> they were like, yeah, we're done. <laughs> so, <laughs> so awesome. that was good. I mean, like, I don't, it was, Kara definitely didn't like it. She was pretty upset about it when she got home, but, uh, but, um, um, I mean, like no lasting damage. I don't think any permanent trauma. Uh, I don't know. We'll we'll find out in thirty years when she's uh, uh, billing us for, for COVID the, damages for the yeah for the 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 psychiatry bills that yeah. she's, she's the therapy. Um, but uh, hey, look, we're all gonna need it. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, this whole thing is just it just keeps going and it just keeps getting worse. But. Uh, I... Well, everybody keeps talking to me about it, about how it's getting worse. But you know what also helps? Not Googling it. Because I am like the dude from the Matrix eating steaks and just living in my ignorant yeah, <laughs> world. There, yeah, it, it, there's a, I think that there's a balance there. I think that there's uh, an important balance. As, as, as all things, as uh, both Mr. Miyagi and Qui-Gon Jinn would want you to, to, to uh, understand that there's, a, there's an important balance in life and to all things uh uh and and i think that it's it's very healthy to take breaks from this whole thing uh and and sort of like shut off social media and and the news and all that and walk away from it for a sec uh and pretend like it doesn't exist but it's also very important to stay informed so that you know um what to say when uh uh, an ill-informed individual starts spouting nonsense in front of other impressionable people oh no i haven't checked my app in a while this is not good this line is going way up yeah maybe i should be watching this app a little bit more we didn't flatten no curve uh well what? we did we did well, we flatten did, the we curve did, actually, until and then like... and then summer happened and everybody wow. went well i would rather have fun than be safe but we were okay for the beginning of july it's just been it is not going down oh my goodness yeah sorry this is now just it's just bumming me out um yeah it's yeah the numbers are not great and and with kids going back into school and a lot of industries opening back up like i mean i i people going on film sets and it's like a lot of people are getting sick i so that's that's one thing that i've been but we're getting another season of the witcher mike so you know yeah you win some you lose some yeah yeah i'm sorry that's terrible yeah no you mean that you mean that (laughs) i mean uh as a, uh, you are mocking the people who think that way. Yeah. Um, yes. But, uh, yeah. Like, I mean, like, yeah. the, I, I, <laughs> Greg Miller posted a thing on Twitter. I think it was yesterday, of um, like a college basketball game, um, that he was watching, and it was like it said there was like a, a, a like a little like um, sub headline underneath the the missouri uh the uh their their team name or whatever that said seven players out with covid nine uh, covid 19 and uh and it was like maybe you shouldn't be playing basketball then <laughs> maybe we should shut this down if you've got seven players on your team that have come down with covid 19 oh my god on one team there's on one seven team. players what yeah. on this one that's scary i'm kind of like 
you know, people are overreacting. If there's seven players with COVID in all of college basketball, like, maybe yeah. things in proportion. Seven players on one team? On one team. Come on. Because all it takes is That's like one, half a team. How many it takes one on person to, to be infected. And we, I mean, like, we don't need to labor this. I think that our audience is fully aware of the seriousness of the situation. Um, before we get into, like, geeky, geeky stuff, though, I, just while we're kind of on this, this train... Um, I'm just going to say two things. I, I, it's not really our place to dissect everything that's gone down with, with, uh, Breonna Taylor. Uh, I, the, the, with the, Oh, the, 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 yeah. No justice. Yeah. Um, I think that there are, there are much better places for you guys to go and get information on that. Um, uh, and, uh, uh, much more important voices to listen to when it comes to that. So we won't, uh, we won't clog the the digital airwaves with our uh i'm gonna say go ahead and say speak for both of us our ill-informed opinions on on that issue um other than knowing that it is an issue and that there is a problem and i i when a wall is uh more important to the justice system than a human life um that's a that's a it's a serious problem um, that needs uh, review, let's say, in the nicest terms. Um, or revolution, whichever one you choose. Or revolution, yeah. I mean, that's really the, the reality yeah. of it. But um, all of that to say, like, go, go again, there, there are better voices than, than, than us. And I'll, I'll do my best to go on Twitter and, and retweet some stuff for with uh the thunder quack and with my own uh twitter account but um i go in and and donate um i i bail funds are one of the most important things right now excuse me supporting people that Um, are out there in the street yeah because because i don't have the ability to be out protesting and obviously we're in canada so i don't know how much good it would do um other than solidarity i you know I, canada could take over the states and therefore reform the justice system through I, that hey, way that's my that's so, you know I, i'm thinking of running for prime minister and that's going to be oh. my platform <laughs> basically I, is vote for me so that we can get rid of the american oh i'm sorry i turned you were talking about a serious topic and no I turned it into uh, malarkey, no it's like, okay i i there's room there's room for levity here this, okay. this is a little bit yeah. um but yeah, like go go support those those bail funds, uh, particularly in uh, it's Louisville, right, in Kentucky. I think that's that's oh. where where all the, over. I don't know. Yeah, I keep. I mean, like there there are obviously any, protests but, all over, but I but think yeah. that that a lot of it's centered there right now. There's some. Yeah, I think we've. I think we did a podcast earlier in the year where I think we listed a bunch of different. There was a few different organizations. Yeah. Uh, that we're doing Look, some really awesome things. I, um, also, Colin Kaepernick has a really cool organization as well about. I'm um, sorry. What did you just call him? I'm sorry. Colin Kaepernick. 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 Yeah, not Kaepernick. He's not Copernicus. It's not. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I, uh, you made me geez, think that geez. I like I just called him something completely wrong, but mispronunciation. I'll take I'll yeah. take full um, for that. Apologies, but anyways, also... yeah. I I mean I I would say like the easiest thing is is to just uh, uh go to Black Lives Matter, <laughs> their Twitter, their Instagram, uh whichever, and and you'll find all sorts of resources um, that you can be supporting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all really really important stuff right now. 
Uh, the other thing is if you're an American and you are listening to this, I think that the registration, the voter registration deadline already passed. Um, so, so Ooh. we kind of, I think we've missed the boat on, on. That was our voter registration. No, I, I think that theirs did as Americans well. Americans as well. Um, yeah. I, I, but if not, I mean, like, look it up. We're Canadians. It's not our job to know when your voter registration. <laughs> no, I, I, if I say that, then it's also not our job to say what I want to say, which is, <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to reference Greg Miller for the second time in this, in this episode. Kind of funny. Just did an episode last week. Um, where the focus of it was was voting for Joe Biden, uh, and and Greg Miller basically said to his audience, um, and and to his friends, uh, essentially, um, vote for Joe Biden. Uh, and if you if you're one of the people that that is like, oh, I can't vote for him because of, um, because he's creepy Joe. Uh, yes, there are definitely some things there that need to be addressed. Nobody's saying that he didn't do some definitely wrong stuff. Um, I, I, we don't need to get into the whole, all of these things, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Like the, there are reasons to, I, uh, to, to be critical of Joe Biden. Um, I don't deny that, but the, it, right now is not a time to dissect that frog because we that frog is the only one that can kind of put things back to at least some sort of a, a semblance of of order from the chaos um so what he basically said was vote for joe biden i don't care if like like uh you don't agree with his policies necessarily uh if i uh, uh, if you're not a voter, like if you're an apathetic person who doesn't vote, whatever, like as a personal favor, please vote for Joe Biden. And I'm going to say the same thing. Um, I I don't think that, that it's any surprise to anybody that that's who I would promote. I mean, he's, he's not my first choice. Elizabeth Warren was 110% my first choice for the president of the United States of America. I think that the world would be a lot better place if someone like her was in charge. Um, after her would be Bernie. I really wanted it to be a, a Warren Sanders ticket. That would have been one that I think a lot of us could have gotten behind. But um, but we're in the situation that we're in. And it's not a lesser of two evils. It is literally the the fate of, of a democratic republic uh, in the balance, hanging in the balance. And uh, voting... Not voting for Joe Biden is the same as voting for Trump, and voting for Trump is the same as voting for Adolf Hitler. Uh, for uh, I don't know, let's let's name some other despots like a Mussolini, like a like a. Well, Bolsonaro even is doing terrible stuff in Brazil right now. It's like yeah. this is the time of despots as well, yeah. and I don't, not to get like. Yeah, too political, but as much like Canada no, get, and America, get, get I don't too know, political. Yeah. Canada it is the and time America to get too are so tied together, and there are people that are losing their rights because we're yeah. waffling about in like small things when big things are at stake. I don't know. It's a, it's a silly thing, but there's a town in uh really close to us called Point Roberts, which is technically Washington, yeah. and that entire city has been decimated basically because they can't. Yeah 
deal with not having Canadian tourists. Like, an entire town is basically gonna become a ghost town because there's no way for them to recover. Like, there is a small example, but it's like there's a symbiotic relationship yeah. between and, the states and, and Canada. And, and that, like, that is happening to Point Roberts because the rest of the country is out of control. So the like the federal policy on our side is the border is closed yeah to non-essential travel right um in a in a in a better world <laughs> i don't even think we need it to be a perfect world in a better world a slightly better world um where it was handled properly and not um conspiratorially uh, uh downplayed uh to affect somebody else's bottom line uh, don't worry, that part of it will come out soon, I'm sure. Yeah, um, that there were yeah. financial reasons why why Trump made the decisions that he made. Um, things would be, would be, I mean, no different than they are here. Because I don't think that we really have it under control. Oh, no. Oh, I, I no. think that we are, um, we're in a better position than a lot of places. But, but at the same time, like, it is still wear a mask <laughs> right yeah. like like limit contact don't only go out if you have to like it's like like i i and i want to go to movie theaters too but but like not they, they, not at this price it's yeah uh, so i i want to shift a little bit in in that because before we started yeah. talking about the like real hard issues there was just something like with cases rising one of the things that has been really interesting or difficult for me is the slow grad gradation of me understanding what my limits are in the new normal and how I can exist ethically in this world that exists currently. And that started with two or three weeks ago going to get my hair done at a salon because I hadn't gotten my hair done since last November. And I was like, mm -hmm. you know what, I'm going to make this choice and I'm going to go and I'm going to try to be as safe as I can. And it's been two weeks and I like things were fine it, but it, but yeah. part but part of that though was me being like there are things that i'd really like to do and i want to see if i can do it safely and my friend i was with my friend and i was like oh man i really want to go to indigo i just haven't been to indigo or chapters or like a bookstore to really make myself feel good since march and as i was walking with her i was like okay i'm just gonna pop in and get a bubble tea really quickly though and then i'll, I'll come back out because we were like walking around and it was dinner time and she's like how have you convinced yourself ethically that it's okay to go and buy a bubble tea, but it's not okay for you to go to a, like a bookstore. And there was a thing where I was like, well, yeah, but it was like dinner. And it was, and I realized that it was just like this arbitrary rule that I had created for myself where somehow, yeah. because it was a food item. And it's like, it's not like I'm being on, like I'm wearing my masks and I'm using my hand sanitizer and there's not very many people in stores anyways. So I did make a choice where I'm kind of like, we have to still live a little bit. And so one day I went at, what was it? Seven o'clock at night. So like just before the store is closing, because I don't like shopping when there's busy people anyways. And I actually did. I went and wandered around a bookstore for a little bit and it made me feel real good. And it was a thing where I'm kind of like, I wanted to do that. And it was something that I just did. So I totally understand where people are at when they're like, how do you live ethically in this world right now? where people are being told to not go. So, I mean, on the counter of that, I did that one thing last weekend and then this weekend literally didn't leave my house. So, I don't know, maybe that's called balance or something. But I am just curious about how, how I can sit here on a podcast where we're like, don't go outside for anything unnecessary. And it's like, well, I went to a bookstore. Like, But, but I mean, but I, I mean, that I don't think that that's unnecessary. I think that, that saying uh, we're going to go to the beach 
and have a beach day is somewhat unnecessary. And I think that's one of the places where, where people got into trouble, um, this, this summer is like, well, we're going to go have a party at the beach. Um, I mean, parties and stuff. And, and, and not really paying attention to the, the six feet and not really, um, keeping your group small and consistent and i think that's what that was one of the biggest things is that people were like hey man, i'm only hanging out with like 10 people and it's like yeah but last night you were hanging out with a different 10 people yeah right yeah like in a different group of 10 people like you it has to be consistent and you can expand your bubble we can this is the other thing it's not the same everywhere yeah. some regions are more dangerous than others and people don't quite understand that so people go like, well, if you're in this place, then you like you can't go at all, right? Uh, and if or if you're in this place, well, yeah, we'll go grab go grab dinner and then go to a park to eat, right? We're not right. gonna sit in a restaurant, um, which we did that a lot over over the 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 last couple months of summer, um, where we'd like grab McDonald's of, and yeah. then and then go to the park and, yeah. and hang out in the park away Wendy's. from everybody else. Wendy's for me, it was awesome. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. like so so there there were adaptations and stuff like that 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 are that are safe and ethical, I think. Um, but it's the people who went like, oh, I can hang out with up to fifty people, like I can have a, an event with up to fifty people. I'm gonna go to a party this weekend. And I'm going to go to a party next weekend and I'm going to go to a party the weekend after that. And I'm going to go to parties in between as well. Right. And it's like, and it's a different group of people. It's not the same 50 people every time. And all it takes is one person not knowing that they've got it and going to three parties with 50 people. And now 150 people have been exposed because of one vector. Right. Like right. it's a, uh, and again, like, I don't, we don't really need to labor this because I think that our audience is fully aware of this stuff. We've talked about it at length. I think it's um, all just, yeah, it's all just like understanding how but, to be like responsible and, yeah. and put, do less harm in the world than as much as you can. Yeah. Right? So I like, yeah, I think, I think popping into a bookstore to browse for 20 minutes, getting a book and then going home is fine. I think that like, that's not a big deal going like I got, I got my, I've, I've had my haircut, I think three times since, since, um, since my, my hairstylist like opened back up. So I, I, but every time I do, it's like, I wear the mask the whole time. Um, it's, it's in and out. In fact, two out of the three times that I went, um, I was literally the only one in the salon getting my hair cut. Um, that's so nice yeah for me it was like there was like two people that came in while i was there that's that's by nature of of my schedule and uh and and ua schedule and the the, because i i when we just worked it out it was like well i can be there at 7 30 and it's like well the mall's closed at seven but we can still technically be open sort of thing nice um so everybody else was gone and i was able to get my haircut so um you know, it's I've I've been lucky in that sense, but I've also I've also walked around the mall and browsed in stores and stuff like that. Right. Like it's it. Uh, so I it's not like blanket statements. I think it's just everybody just. I think know, it's just being thoughtful about it and yeah. conscious about it. I think it's being a reasonable, sensible human being, and I think it's it comes down to the 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 core component, which is why I say it's imp- like it's 
it's not just important, but I would consider it a personal favor if you were if you weren't planning to vote for Joe Biden to vote for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, um, yeah. and to vote vote Democrat on on the other tickets, uh, uh, the the House and Senate, whatever else is going to be up. I don't know how it works with with your guys's. Uh, federal elections in the states, but whatever is on the ticket, if you can vote Democrat as much as possible, um, that would be a very uh, 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 a big deal to me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, if that means anything, I don't know if it does. I don't know if we have a big enough audience for that to mean anything, or if I'm talking to people who were going to do it anyways. But um, the 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 what I was getting at is is. Like we all need to act with a little bit more um, thoughtfulness and compassion towards other human beings, uh, uh, and a little bit less selfishly, which is difficult and it's an everyday thing. Um, and and you're like, huh, like a lot of things, you're gonna stumble and you're gonna fall and you're gonna you're gonna screw up and you're gonna be selfish one day and go like, no, I don't care. I'm gonna go do what I want to do. Yeah. Um, it's not letting that be an excuse to give up on being decent, right? Um, because everybody everybody cracks. I mean, like it's it's. I, I, this is a thing that I think any parent can relate to. Um, you don't want to scream at your kids, right? You don't. You definitely don't want to do things like like grab them by the hand and jerk them or whatever, right? Like. Uh, like, like any of like that physical stuff, it does happen every once in a while. And that doesn't make you a bad parent. It doesn't make you an abusive parent. Um, every, 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 I mean like, you know, hitting your kid is a problem, but, I uh, like there's a, there's a, uh, I guess like a fine line there, but people get it fall into this trap of like, Oh no, I did the wrong thing especially I think our generation has been raised with a lot of like the sensitivity stuff and whatever of like, Oh no, I've now damaged my child, uh, irreparably. Um, and, uh, uh, and that means that I'm a bad parent. And it's like, no, if you're a human being and, and maybe you had a rough day, maybe you didn't get any sleep the night before because the one-year-old was up for four hours in the middle of the night. So you snapped at the four-year-old, like, it, it, it happens and you just kind of move on. And I think most parents, like I said, they understand this uh, because they have to deal with it. And you have to you can't like wallow in, oh, I did a bad thing. And so, you know, I'm a bad person. Um, and I think it's the same with 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 uh, with all the covid stuff of like very easy to, to get into a headset of a headspace of like, oh, I I. I shouldn't have gone there or I forgot my mask and I went in anyways. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, well, just don't forget your mask next time. Right. Like just do better next time. And I just think in life in general, just do better. <laughs> right. Like it's not about always doing good. It's just about doing better next time. Uh, and I, I, I'm I, watching The Good Place, and you have no idea how relevant that is. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it I'm absolutely totally... comes out of that morality, right? <laughs> right? Of like, yeah, of like, uh, uh, rewarding people for for wanting to improve. Um, 
but it, it is something that we as a society that we need to promote and we need to reward people for when we see it um, because we don't. And I mean, like, we, all you have to do is look at criminal justice in Western society. Really, I mean, like all over the world. But um, you just look at it and you go like, we don't we don't reward people for doing better. Um, we, we, somebody makes a mistake once and we punish them for it for the rest of their lives. And there are certain things well, I'm not talking about murder. Uh, you know, yeah, like there are yeah, certain yeah. things that, that I think that we have to draw a line, but, but, I, I, I mean, like, let's talk about like drug offenses and stuff like that, where it's like so many people, they get caught up in that stuff because it's a, it's a way of surviving. Right. Um, because of other societal issues that that aren't being dealt with and it just creates more problems but now there's an industry around it so now that industry promotes i uh, i i i guess that's the wrong way to phrase it they they don't promote rehabilitation they actually uh, uh promote you know uh, the people going the other way and 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 becoming institutionalized um uh, and and not being able to exist in in the real world with other human beings when they're released so that they just end up back in the prison system and keep getting their money because an empty bed doesn't make them any money um man we are so far afield but i uh, all of this stuff these are all problems and I, I'm not saying that Joe Biden hasn't contributed to a lot of these problems over the last few decades. I do think that Joe Biden is the type of person that you can have a conversation with and say, hey, in 2020, not anymore. Um, and and I think that Kamala Harris is very similar of like, and maybe it's just because of their political agendas. I don't know. I don't know them as people. I do know that their, uh, that their ideologies are, are much more in line with my own than uh, the criminals that are currently occupying the White House and taking advantage of everything they can to uh, make more money, uh, steal from uh, the the working poor who already don't have anything. Um, yeah, to to just continue to 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 subjugate and uh, and and take advantage of people. Um, and I mean, like, most important, Trump's going to do anything he can to stay in office because it's the only thing currently protecting him from going to jail. Because the second he's not president anymore, he can be indicted. And once he can be indicted, you better believe there are hundreds of people in law enforcement just waiting. Just waiting. Because now, like... All of his stuff has been drug out into the daylight. I mean, like the stuff with the taxes is just people are acting like that's like it's like some big revelation that he paid seven hundred and fifty dollars in income tax. What was that in like 2017, 2018? Um, to me, that's like one of the least of his offenses. Like like he is like he's a he's a evil criminal. He's a he's a super villain. In the White House. And... I just don't understand how people don't understand that rich people don't pay taxes. Yeah. Like, well. that there's ways there's ways that you just don't pay taxes. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It just, it's just, like, frustrating <clears throat> to me. Uh, can, I just, we'll, let, we'll be done talking politics now because it's making me sad. Yeah. But we it's can like, be. Yeah. 
vote for just, please 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 vote democratic in this election i know that for some people listening that that's gonna ruffle feathers and i don't it's not it's this is the end and this is not a value judgment on you as a person for wanting to believe in the republican party i get it i totally get it there are certain things in those ideologies I don't necessarily agree with a lot of the Republic sen- Republican sentiment regarding abortion, but I do understand how another person can feel that way. I do understand that there's religious stuff tied into that. There are there are other moral ideologies that that are different from my own that that need to be respected. Um, but that's not what we're talking about here, and they're going to try and make it about issues like that. But it's not about those issues. This is about children in cages. This is about, uh, I, I mean, like the eugenics that's going on in ICE facilities that we haven't talked about oh, on this God. podcast that we don't need to we get into. Oh, yeah. But like the obviously the stuff with Black Lives Matter and police brutality and the militarization of the police and, and everything that's happened over the last three or four months. Uh, really, I guess it's like five months now, isn't it? Um, it, it like, the... It's just like, I don't know. It's just like, I don't think it's making the world a better place no. to care too much about certain pigeonhole issues that really just, at, like, when you look at, at what it's masking, at the end of the day, there's certain things that I don't care what you argue if part of that argument includes that you have to support racism or you have to support, um, like, yeah, you bigotry or something that is making the world decidedly lesser, regardless of the one issue that you're talking about. It just invalidates your whole point. And I just think that it's like, why would we want to live in the world that we think is just like not making if I think, I think to, to boil that down, if your one issue is more important to you than another human being's right to live. That's that's a, that's a problem, and I don't. I really hope that we don't have any listeners, anybody in our community that falls into that camp. And and I do believe that voting Republican in this specific instance is a vote against human rights. Um, and, and it's a, it's a vote for, for uh, it, the Republican party doesn't exist without democracy and voting for the current incarnation of the Republican party with Donald Trump as its president. Uh, that is a vote against democracy. You, you, you will be ensuring that it's going to be a lot harder to get back to uh, something resembling a democratic uh, a government, and I don't mean democratic as in the 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 uh, party. I mean in terms of like a an ideology, a way of doing things. People's voices meaning something, um, because they are doing everything they can to take that away right now. So, and they're trying. There are conservatives up here trying it too, and thankfully, uh, oh, I think all over because we don't have a two party system, it's a pile. lot harder for them to do it. Um, it's not impossible, so we still have to be oh, vigilant. It's but... kind of hard. I don't know. You weren't on the podcast last week when we ranted about the BC malarkey election that's happening right now, and yeah, how that is decided. Anyways, oh, <laughs> I can't. I can't. Too much. Any system brain. is gonna is gonna be. Uh, I, 
people are going to spring up and try and take advantage of that system. So there, there's no such thing as a perfect system, but I think, I think we've said this before, both of us, that democracy is about as close as you're going to get. Whoa. Um, I did not realize malarkey is a real word. Like, I just thought it was like, you know, how people are like, it's ridiculous, right? Malarkey's yeah. a real, malarkey's like a real thing. I've been using it correctly, just so everybody is aware. But I just had to Google it because I was like, I, I've been using this term a lot recently. And it actually has, I, I know that you didn't ask, but I'm going to tell you anyways. <laughs> malarkey is empty rhetoric or insincere or exaggerated talk. So anyways, I just thought that at least I like am on the right track with my term malarkey. But I don't know if it's necessary, necessarily what I meant to use to describe the BC election. But in my head, it meant something like redonkulous. Because it's not ridiculous, because that's a real word, and I understand that that's a real word. But redonkulous, it's kind of like badonkadonk, how it's not really a word, but it became a word through use. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I just didn't know if you cared, if you like ever would judge me for my use of the word malarkey, and I felt like I needed to judge myself for that. So uh, Nope, I would never judge okay. you for the use of the word malarkey. Uh, I think that everything you just said was malarkey, but... Maybe maybe shenanigans is, is a better... Maybe... maybe I I mean I mean malarkey shenanigans. I mean I think that the best term for it is naked power grab. But okay, uh, well, fair, yeah. <laughs> but um, you're gonna be all political. We don't, we don't need to we don't need to get into BC politics because our <laughs> listeners definitely don't care about that. Um, let's talk about something geeky. Let's 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 just hard right turn into uh, into nerdy stuff. Um, but you know what? Actually, it's not like we're not even going to take this. This is a soft right turn because we're going to talk about the boys. Let's talk about the boys. Oh, yeah. Because if you like this television program, which I absolutely love, and I know that you it's guys talked briefly a good about job. it. Um, yeah. We talk about this all the time. It's kind of our unofficial catchphrase. But like this is this is why genre storytelling is meaningful to Amanda and I, um, because within genre storytelling, you can, you, you, you wrote people in with the razzle dazzle of a, of a, of a super dude in an American Cape, um, American flag Cape. And then once they're in there, you go, Hey, American nationalism is no different than German nationalism in the 1930s and forties. <laughs> like heads up. Um, we're gonna like, get into I don't some know. Did spoilers. You watch the, did you watch the latest episode? Is yeah, I'm, 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 I'm all caught up. So, so here's the deal. <laughs> There's no way that we're not gonna talk about the boys for the rest of the episode. That's what we're doing. If you haven't watched the boys, I didn't for a long time. I just started like a week or two ago. I think like two weeks ago. I watched the whole first season in a weekend, in really like two days. Um, it is. There's not a lot of episodes because I think the first season's eight episodes, right? Something um, like that. It's yeah, it's it's really main, yeah, and we're only up to I think this week will five. be the sixth episode. So yeah, there's this, five this episodes. Yeah, there's so five there's really not a lot for you to catch up on. Go watch it. Go watch it now and then come back to the podcast because we are going to mm-hmm. go full spoilers. There's no way I can talk about this show without talking about everything. And um, I mean, I will say I have nothing else to really talk about on this podcast except to say also go watch Enola Holmes because I quite enjoy it. I really so. want to watch it. Hey, so, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you right before we get into the boys. Yeah. Do you think it's okay to watch it with Kara? Yes, I do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, uh, there's some fighting, but yeah. it's not like, 
gratuitous or anything like that. It's a very cute, it's sort of a cute, it's it's older. It's obviously older than her yeah. demographic, but I think in in a like Harriet the Spy kind of way, but like okay. better, like obviously a little bit. It, cool. You know, if Harriet the Spy was made in 2020 instead of yeah. whenever it was made back in then, I feel like it was like the 90s. Anyways. With Michelle yeah. Trachtenberg. Yeah. But uh, it's um, Buffy's it's little sister. Super cute, and the and Netflix did a campaign recently in this in the states. It keeps coming up on my feed where they like put a bunch of um, statues of women around uh, next to their famous older brothers. I thought it was kind of nice. a cute, like a cute little. Um, but yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I I don't think anybody asked for Henry Cavill to play Sherlock, and you it kind of I don't know. I, I'm curious to see what people think about Henry Cavill as Sherlock Holmes. It's I think that a lot of people like it. That's oh, that's that's the sense yeah. that I'm getting online. But but also he's so Henry Cavill. Like it's great. It's yeah. I don't know. It's fun. I, Sam Clavkin. Clav, I'm not good at pronouncing names. We've decided that. But um, I yeah. He's uh. Anyways, it's a good cast and it's a it's a fun show and the the lead, There's another there's another boy in it that really reminds. me we have timothy chalamet and i didn't know timothy chalamet's name before like a week ago when i started paying attention to the fact that timothy chalamet was in dune and then all these other things that are come out recently and then anyways so now he's on my radar sorry that didn't that didn't neither here nor there but anyways also try to find time to watch nola holmes it's very fun uh very cute millie bobby brown i'm gonna I'll, I'll do my best to watch it and then we can talk about it yeah. i i in a little bit more depth okay uh yeah let's get into the let's let's talk about the boys though okay so from here on out it's going to be spoilers this show might be one of the greatest television programs ever made that's <laughs> that's how we're going to start this this part of the conversation i i am hard pressed to think of another show that is as solid episode to episode as this has been like um, yeah, I had binged, so I rewatched. I watched all four episodes because I hadn't seen any of this season at once, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm getting really into the groove of this. Like this is great." And I was like, "How did I wait so long to watch this?" Yeah. And so I was ready to talk about it last week, and then this week I was like, "Oh yeah, it's Friday," and of course my uh, social media told me that the boys was on, and I was like, "Sure, I'll watch that tonight." And it was such a solid individual episode. Like, I thought I was going to be so let down after having binged, like, four episodes where I was like, maybe I just am into this because I was able to yeah. watch so many in succession. But the last episode was so good, so solid. Also, which Ashmore was in it? Because... Sean. It was, it it was Sean. Sean. It's Ice movie. Man. It's it's movie Ashmore, not yeah. TV Ashmore. Because I was thinking <laughs> I was thinking about this, that I was like, technically, it would count as a movie quality, like series so i was like airing on the side of it being the sean's that that to me is is i think the key elements of this um i am so grateful for this show and for the fact that i didn't watch it last year uh when it when it was new um and that i saved it uh inadvertently um it was one of those things where it was like i wanted to watch it but it's so hard for me to find time with all of the content that I want to watch in particular, the stuff that's, I talk about this all the time, the stuff that's like super violent or particularly mature. Right. Right. It's, I have to, I have to find find those moments. Um, and I, I, so I put it off and put it off and put it off. There were other things that I could watch with the girls in the room or, um, other things that, that, that took precedent, uh, like the Witcher or whatever that I was, that I was a little bit more into. Um, because I, I will be honest, I have 
been aware of the boys since the comic started. I was not a fan of the comic specifically because of the art style. Um, so I never really got into it. And it was also at a time for me when, um, there was a lot of that stuff. There was a lot of the, like the, the, uh, the postmodern superhero stuff. And, and for my money, it's like Watchmen always did it best. And everybody else was just doing a bad Watchmen impression of like, yeah, but what if the justice league were bad guys though? Right. <laughs> like, and it's it. like, there, there are so many, there are so many of these, um, these takes, I. They, they, to me, it's always like, well, nobody's going to come near Alan Moore. I mean, like Garth Ennis probably is pretty close, but nobody's going to be uh, uh, quite as insightful or as uh, mean spirited as Alan Moore. Um, so what's the point? Um, and especially because some of the other stuff that I've read, like Irredeemable, um, I, I, I just did not like. So the whole idea of like, yeah, okay, here's another, here's, and it's, it's also like the whole like I uh, uh, Superman's not interesting, so let's make him actually like a an egomaniac, and then the character becomes interesting because Homelander is just Superman, right? Uh, these characters are always just Superman, but without the benefit of being Superman, um, because because a lot of people think of that character as his powers and not as who he is what he stands for obviously we have certain specific feelings on that stuff um and so that that, these types of stories always rub me the wrong way so i never read the comics i was always kind of like yeah whatever so when the show came around i was like carl urban i'm gonna have to watch this eventually um (laughs) but and then and then saw the promo for season one where he picks up the baby and uses the laser eyes um and i was like okay this looks pretty cool. Like this looks, this looks like something I could definitely get into. Um, and, and like sort of put it on the list. It's also on Amazon prime, which is just not, uh, I'm just not in that app on a regular basis. Um, but I ran out of stuff to watch. So I decided that I was going to watch the boys and I started and I watched the first episode and was like, you idiot. Like why have you been waiting so long? But as I was saying before, I'm also really glad that, I waited until now because to your point of it being movie quality, we are not going to get an MCU film Oh yeah! in 2020. It's the first year since 2010 that they haven't released a Marvel movie. Um, that's a big deal for me. It's, it's, it's I know. It's, it's like a difficult. moment of silence for you. Uh, it's difficult. And like, I, like, I don't even mean it like in jest. I, this isn't hyperbolic. Like you can ask my wife, my life very much revolves around these movie releases. Um, it's, it's, it, it, these things are important to me. Um, I think you guys know that you should. By now. <laughs> um, we get no star Wars movie this year. We get no Marvel movies this year. Heck, other than Birds of Prey, we aren't, we aren't even getting any DC movies this year. Right. Which, like, like, I there's a lot of stuff that I wouldn't normally do that I would do to be able to watch Wonder Woman right now. Please, in my own home. Thank oh, you. Oh, I really want Wonder Woman. I want to watch Wonder it's Woman. It's coming out Christmas, though, so right? Bad. It's coming out Christmas. 
Uh, no, it's not coming out. Relax. Are you sure? It's Are not. You sure? Yes, they gave it a release date. Amanda, it's not coming out. Get it, like get it in your it. head. I want to It's watch not it. getting. They are holding it for a theatrical release. There will be no major tentpole theatrical releases for the rest of this year, so guaranteed. So Tenant made no money. Yeah, well, that's fair. No money. It made nothing. I'll bet you that Bill and Ted Three made more money on video on demand than Tenet did in the theater. Um, people certainly talked about it more and liked it more than they did Tenet. I don't know. I've heard enough people talking about Tenet. I also think that Chris Christopher Nolan's worn out as welcome. I think he's, I think he's gone and Shyamalan himself. But uh, <laughs> Shyamalan himself. I love yeah. it so much. Um, I do feel bad for people that stopped listening because this has been very unspoilery <laughs> so far. Of, <laughs> yeah. like. they'll, get, they'll get to it eventually. Um, some people, you tell them that and then they listen anyways. You know who you are. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> well, like, it's also, it's not like it's going to stop you enjoying the show from, like, yeah. knowing some spoilers um, and things. But, yeah, so, I mean, like, it's it, it has filled that hole in my heart, even though it is very much a subversive take on superhero stories um it's also not because the boys themselves the the eponymous boys uh, are although not heroes in the in the strictest sense they're a bit more of a guardians of the galaxy band of heroes or suicide squad or whatever um they are still a, a team of heroes I, I, and, and they do have superpowers among them. So it's like as much like the, it's subversive because the justice league characters, the seven are awful. Right. Um, yeah. uh, with the exception of starlight, I, uh, and uh, Maeve is kind of, yeah, she's got an interesting story and I'm curious to see where it's going to end, but yeah. uh, like where she's going to wind up and how that's going to play out. But um, and this week's episode was definitely like on that track of like, don't get too comfortable thinking of her as a sympathetic character. Remember that she let all those people in that plane die. Right. Um, she didn't do anything. She didn't stand up to Homelander. She's just as cowardly as everybody else, even though she could maybe stand up to him. I don't know. It's unclear. Power levels are, are not really very is, clear. Yeah, it this, really is a little story, bit unclear. But, they don't need to be. It's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, it, 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 regardless of the fact that the, 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 the seven, the heroes that we're supposed to think are the greatest, are actually awful and that that's the whole kind of conceit of it. Um, Huey and everybody else, uh, like the rest of the boys, they are they are all heroes. Uh, I, and And... That to me is like like even despite their flaws, uh, they are they're the heroes that the world needs. The world just doesn't realize that they need them, right? Um, and to me, it's almost like that almost kind of makes it better right now, just kind of in the climate that we're in, in the world that we're living in. Right. Um, the idea that like we keep looking to uh, characters like Homelander to save us, but they're not going to. Right. So it's gonna be regular guys like Huey, who are the everyman, yeah. who are actually going to save the world, and yeah. and and that that moment in this past week's episode, where they're both standing over him in the hospital bed, and and 
and uh, uh, Annie is kind of like, yeah, it's Annie, right? Yeah. 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 She's like, I, I, neither of us deserve him sort yeah. of thing. Uh, it's like, it, I don't know, like that just kind of really, it, like that, it, it hit me because it was, uh, it was such thing, a great moment. The thing for it too is that there's nothing inherently special about Huey. No. And he doesn't necessarily actually do anything. He just makes the other people around him not do crappy things. Yeah. Which is, in and of itself, I think, pretty heroic. Like when you're surrounded by people that yeah. are, like, tend towards. like violent natures and tend towards I mean except for Frenchie I love him so much he's such a kind soul and he's my favorite and I love him so much anyways but like everybody like it just you do you sort of like look at that and you're like what is it about Huey that makes him special to everybody and I think it's just about the fact well they 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 talk about it right and it's kind of been the focus of this season with him and um and and Butcher the that the whole thing about like he's your canary right right yeah it's like he's like like if that's when you know you've gone too far and he'll stop you. He'll stop you before you go too far. And then we get that great story about, about butcher's brother where it's like, who's very much like Huey. And that's what, that's kind of what's going on with the two of those characters and that dynamic. Um, and the, the sort of deeper meaning behind it. And I love the fact that Huey doesn't know anything about that. Yeah. That, that, that's a story that we as the audience have knowledge of, um, and definitely, like a few of the other characters have this this internal knowledge of it. But sorry, I thought that I thought that the aunt told Huey about this story about this brother. Wasn't she? Oh, maybe did she? She she was telling it to Huey because Huey asked. He's like, "Who is so and so?" And then she told him the story. Oh yeah, yeah. That that like, but but not the canary part. Not oh, the not the canary. Part. No, he doesn't know the canary thing. Yeah, and that that I think is cool because that's for the people around him, right? For yeah. sure. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's where that's you're right. You're you're totally right. Um, but yeah, like I, it's there's just like a he he is an inherently good person, mm-hmm. um, and it it kind of is his powerlessness that that makes that goodness shine because if anybody has a right to be pissed off and angry. It's Huey, right? Like, right, it, like yeah. the whole reason he's in this situation in the first place is awful and and horrific, um, and an injustice. And yet, like he he kind of manages to find the bright side of a lot of stuff, and and he brings them along with him on that ride. And it's uh, yeah, there's there it's it's amazing that they can point it out and still maintain it because i i always find that like when when that sort of thesis of a character or of a story gets pointed out it tends to break it for me cuz then it becomes very like it's the it's what i talk about with christopher nolan all the time of like the prestige right right that's the whole it's the whole point of the magic trick the the second you know how the magic trick is done it's not interesting anymore. Right. Um, and and the magic trick of Huey's character is that heart that he's got. Um, right. And now like that we know that, it, you should think, oh, good. like now the character is ruined. Because like, now we kind of know exactly how he's going to behave all the time. Granted, their solution to, to that, I think, was to, to take him out of the story for a minute. 
and just see how, yeah. And see what happens to everybody else without his influence. And, like, and, that's going to be... But that also, the beautiful side about the boys and what's so nuanced about it is specifically in that episode, it's about the extremes of it, right? On two sides yeah. that it drove Annie to kill somebody. Yeah. Right? Like, the same goodness, the same desire, like, the same sort of, like, want for protection or want for people, it, it still led to violent... Out- like, it's just such an interesting dichotomy where it's like, at the end of the day, what is it that's really at the core? Like, what if it's not about not killing people, what is it actually about? Yeah. And I just thought that that was, that was such an interesting part of that episode, is to see what balance actually means. Right. And it's not necessarily about total goodness. And that's one of the things in the boys that I'm really interested in when I'm watching it is I'm like, there is no, there is no end game in this show that will be satisfactory no matter what. Like, and also like, let's get into real spoiler territory. Like we're literally talking about a show about Nazis right now. Like, like a show about how capitalism is holding up and propelling a force meant to, obliterate a large portion portion of the world and it just is such a it's so viscerally upsetting and you're like how do you root for these people that are terrible because they're just less terrible than the other people around them like one of the greatest arcs is from the first season is stupid the deep right yeah how do you care about him by the end of like right how do you take this character that's so even yeah, like, even though, like his 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 actions from the moment that we meet him are reprehensible. Yeah, yeah. And yet, we are rooting for him in a way. At the same time as knowing, the collective is not better. Yeah. Like, but we hate Homelander and Stormfront right now so much. Yeah. And Vought so much, that we're willing to. To to uh, to entertain this idea that like that the collective can can help take down the seven right yeah um I don't think that's the way that it'll play out I think that there that we'll get a it won't really be a full on twist but like I think that we'll we'll sort of bend towards like no no the collective just wants the power that the seven has and once a train and the deep are back on the seven. Um, they're just basically going to become the same. Like Vought and the Collective I are going to become the same. Completely thing. forgot who you were talking about when you were talking about the Collective. I the was Church like, of the Collective. About, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but I was like, are you talking about like the Collective antiheroes? Like, who? But it's just, I just so you know, I just want to make it clear. I actually do not care about that part of the storyline in this in this season. I cared about his storyline last season. Yeah. When yeah. you add another, and I guess again, I will like bring in my own <laughs> personal biases into th- biases into things. I am in no way fooled by the collective. Like it is actually upsetting to me to see how you deal with different types of institutionalized organizations fighting for power yeah. and manipulating people. So I don't think in any way that the collective is a, is something that I'm rooting for in my brain at all. I'm not thinking about them at all. I'm thinking about them as something that's distracting from the core storyline, but that will be manipulated by the boys potentially to get yeah. something that they need, right? Like, my, my thing is that is that and especially at the end of this episode um when stormfront reveals oh man they do it it's so good it is so good that moment is excellent her performance is incredible uh the way that she slips in and out of the german accent and the 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 
like that really like quiet passion that she delivers this speech. It's, it's, it's it's disgusting, but it's powerful, right? Like you feel that she truly believes this stuff and that this is a Nazi who was there. She was part of it. Um, and by all accounts in this world, a very big part of it. Um, and she's been biding her time. And from what we know of her, the way that she's using memes and stuff like that, like she's very clever, very smart, mm-hmm. very willing to do whatever it takes and compromise her own uh, like outward facing morality all towards this one end. Like she is a Nazi supervillain to a T. They do this great thing in in this speech where and uh and uh homelander i'm gonna i'm gonna start using some of these actors names uh because because they deserve the the credit homelander did you see the meme where it's like he, there was an interview where he was behind, it was With like glasses behind the and his hair and down glasses and his hair down and nobody could recognize yeah. him yeah An- anthony so star <laughs> uh he's so good he's wait anthony star A- anthony star anthony not anthony's yeah and okay I, I, he's so incredible. Um, and his performance in this moment of like, is he, is he about to snap Stormfront's neck? Right. Right. Because it can go either way. And, and the whole time she's talking, you're going, what way does he break? Yeah. What way is Homelander going to break? Because the nationalist in him could totally get behind what she's saying. Yeah. But what is America in yeah. to in the 2000s, right? Like in the at this point in time, is he actually going to to look at this and go, "No, that's not what America is," right? And 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 stop her and here is he and now. And sort of upset enough about her for lying. And yeah. is it, like they planted yeah. a few seeds in the beginning that he could be totally unhinged. Yeah, and right. so you're just watching his face while she's talking. You know exactly where she's coming from. It's totally clear. But with him, you're like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? And then when he grabs her and kisses her, you're like, well, now you have to die. Like now yeah. there's yeah. no other like because yeah. because they've been playing with it. Right. Of like he's like he's he's never been a sympathetic character, but they have definitely made you sympathize with him in moments like when you see him as a child in the in the well, that's the, the beauty of it. Right. When you understand where villains come from. Yeah. Right. It, like that's what yeah. makes an interesting villain is if you understand why they yeah. why they made the choices that they made and how they became who they are and that they've done a great job with homelander you're never surprised by why he acts certain ways yeah right like you you are always kind of like yeah it makes sense that they turned him into a sociopath basically but now but now from this point forward um i I don't i I never i don't want to say that there's never anything a character can do i i but it makes you pretty irredeemable He's pretty like, he's pretty far gone. It would take a lot to redeem this character and it wouldn't be one thing. But it I don't would, think, it would have you know to be a, beauty, a series of things. The but. beauty of this is that I don't think that they will, but I also don't think that we're going to get justice or that he's going to die. Like that's one of the things that's really like upsetting to me is that yeah. I think in every world that I am part of currently in the yeah. normal world homelanders exist and nothing bad happens to them 
Yeah, like at the end of it. the day that he's going to get away with it. And yeah. it's just because there's that enough calm, like there's that, that beautiful moment where he imagines destroying the, the group of protesters yeah. and you're like, it's just, he'll never do that. And it's just, <laughs> Again, so close. It is. It's one of those moments where he's not sympathetic, but you do sympathize with him. And when he cuts down the hundreds of people, Mm -hmm. you there's a there's a I I don't know. I guess I'll just use my I statements right now. I definitely feel that I relate to that. Every I think that everybody has been in a moment where they're just where they're angry, right? Like like that rage. And if you had that kind of power, it's like, what would that you, you do would with just, it? That, yeah, that it's like, right? how do you, especially that kind of and a person holding with that, that back, kind of a power. Yeah, holding that, that back and holding that at bay is such a relatable thing. Because on, for Homelander, it's using his heat vision to kill hundreds of people in, in a matter of seconds. For a regular person, it's yelling at your boss, right? Yeah, like it's, it's yeah. yeah like it's it's, the things, but it's the beauty of that moment where you're kind of like, I knew Homelander would crack. And you're feeling yeah. so vindicated. You're like... <clears throat> you had it coming Homelander now everybody knows what you're like and then he just didn't and you're like no but he's worse than me he would do it he wouldn't yeah. just hold it in and you're like yeah. oh there's something so unsatisfying but, but about that moment but here's the thing about Homelander this is the key to the character and this is the thing that nobody's figured out yet except for Stormfront his image is everything to him right. it's yeah. everything and I think the only way to defeat Homelander is to destroy his image. Um, if he loses and 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 pushing him down this path towards like this Nazi right. stuff, I think is the key to to fulfilling that story. That like if 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 that gets out to the world, right? I think in this narrative no world, longer, at least, yeah. like he's no longer the the he's no longer America, right? Right. Um, and I mean, like, granted, we are living in a world right now where I think that that maybe a lot more of America would be de- like they would be behind a character like Homelander having those feelings. But um, I think that I like I think that that's the key. And I see an end to his character not being um, that they, that anybody manages to kill him. I don't think that they can. But I think like him leaving very much a, a lot like like Dr. Manhattan in Watchmen who just like he's just like I'm done. I'm done. This world is is too far gone. It doesn't need me meddling with it anymore. I'm just going to go create a better world. And he just steps inside a globe and disappears <laughs> and creates the DC universe uh and that's canon. That's a uh, What? That's, Are you serious? Yeah, that's canon. Um Huh. Yeah. Uh, it's dumb. It's dumb that that's canon. Yeah. It's dumb. It's much better that it was like an inference of like uh, of going and creating a better world. But that's what that's that's how they explained a bunch of new fifty two stuff. And it's dumb. It's I don't like that they did it. <laughs> Any case, um, yeah, like I see him being like like so dejected and heartbroken that he's lost the will of the American people. That that he just leaves the planet. Like he just, he but just. But I don't think he can. I don't know. I just think, I. I don't know. I, I think believe, that's the only way that you get rid of him. I think it's the only way you get rid of him. He flies himself into the sun. I don't think like, we will get rid of him. That's the big thing for me. Yeah, I. It's, <sighs> Eric Kripke is the showrunner. I don't okay. know if you know. That. I yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
he finished his storyline with Supernatural with season five. Yeah. He told the story he wanted to tell. And then he yeah. said, see you later, guys. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he walked away. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. I think he will finish this story. Okay. Um, I think that he has an ending in mind. And, and, and I don't think that it involves Homelander being still a part of the story i i think that that he'll he'll get rid of homelander in some way um well i hope so i think that's the only end to the story i mean yeah it's the only way that it can end whether homelander decides to hang up the cape um or 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 he he literally leaves the planet or they do manage to kill him because somebody else is as powerful as him or more powerful than him who knows right um I mean, like the worst possible thing they could do is inject Huey with uh, with uh, Compound <laughs> well, V, and all of a no, sudden he's terrible. more powerful. But terrible. but um, I that's the sort of thing that J.J. Abrams and Chris Terrio would do. <laughs> uh, I really hope that that's. And not then he'll just take two lightsabers and Dragon yeah, Ball Z yeah, Homelander yeah. to death. <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker is a garbage fire. Um, <laughs> I feel like I have to say it every week every, on something. Every week, yep. Um, it's true. We have been podcasting for an hour, and I was promised an hour's worth of podcasting. Yeah, you're right. I, I we've been going for longer than an hour, I think. But <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, there, there's an end to this story. I don't think that Eric, that Eric Kripke wants to be telling the boys' stories for the rest of his career. Um, That's fair, but. I just, I really hope that there is something that's like comes positive out of this because the story so far is just leaning towards, I don't know, at least none of the main heroes have died. That is something that I will give it. I didn't think that like when the brother came, I actually thought that they were going to kill her off too. And I'm pleased that they didn't because I think she's such a core part of the character. I can't remember her name. <laughs> for the Kimiko. Uh, Kimiko. <laughs> it would be so dangerous in, in, in the current uh 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 climate let's say to to be like hey we've got uh the one, one woman that's character. that's part of their crew permanently part of their crew and on top of that uh she's an asian character uh and we're just gonna kill her off and replace her with a boy um that would have been <laughs> yeah that's i mean yes, that would have been uh uh poison for the yeah. show that would have definitely poisoned the wall so I, the, I, I think that eric kripke is smarter than that and i think that he's also a better person than that yeah um she's she's also like a bot like i don't know the characters are pretty fun and i'm actually really interested interested to see what they do with lamplighter I think that that's an interesting. Yeah, well, he's like, he's 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 there now. Yeah. So and like, and I do quite enjoy both the Ashmore brothers, and so. Yeah, I'm but very let's excited. be real. You enjoy one of them more than the other, and it is Sean Ashmore <laughs> know, because he great. is better. He is. Yeah. He yeah, is. There's yeah. a reason why he still gets work on a regular basis, and Aaron Ashmore pops up every once in a while. Don't be so mean to Aaron Ashmore. I'm not being mean. I'm just being realistic. I think okay. that they're both fine. I don't think that Sean Ashmore is an incredible actor. No, um, no. I, I will very, say that I, I think he's very cute. Yes. I think I think he's an adorable person. He, I, I is this weird? I do find Sean Ashmore slightly more attractive than Aaron Ashmore. You're right. And so objectively, like, that's true. I, I great. Yeah. I, I love that we're on the same page about the Ashmore brothers. I, <laughs> look on the off chance that Aaron Ashmore is listening to this. I this is no hard feelings, and I don't think that we're saying anything that you don't already know. I but also I, Jimmy is is there's a, always a soft spot in my heart. I just yeah. wish that the I just wish that 
that character had been treated very differently on that show overall. So <laughs> you mean not, not retconned <laughs> into not being the Jimmy Olsen that we yeah. thought that he was? Basically. I don't know. So many, I have so many problems with they, how Jimmy they Olsen was treated botched well. that character's storyline so, so hard that when Jimmy Olsen came back to TV, they were like, Let's go a very different direction with this character. <laughs> and not only was he a black guy, he became the guardian. So oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah Jimmy on Supergirl is not Jimmy. He's James Olsen. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyways, I, I much better character, a far superior character in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love this show. I can't wait for the next episode. I, yes. And I'm sure Agreed. that that'll be the case all the way until the end of the season. Although like, only got a couple more episodes left after this week. Yeah, I think it's it's almost like coming to an end. Yeah, so. um, and then we'll have to wait. But season three is in production, and oh, that's uh, good. And I actually know uh, uh, somebody who's working on it, so that's, nice. That's cool. Is uh, it? It's not in Vancouver, though. No, I it they they shoot it in Toronto, but oh, um, I don't think. But I that. Uh, John Gallagher, who's a, a concept artist in Vancouver. Uh, he's he's working on it. He's doing some concept stuff. He he announced that on his Facebook page, um, nice. uh, uh, like a week ago or something like that. So he's getting to do some superhero stuff again. Well, I'm pleased cool. that they're making another season. I think it's definitely television worth watching. I think it's important for us to deconstruct like hero narratives and understand yeah. that there is brutality and and scariness and and just like evil behind every facade, and that we just gotta like be careful. <laughs> going out into the world yeah um yeah uh the other i'm gonna give everybody some homework right before we end i i i am currently in the middle of watching it and we talk we talk about a little bit on the uncut episode uh the uncut version of this episode but uh, i'm gonna tell everybody because we'll talk about it in the future uh the the comey rule uh or it's also known as uh what's what was the other title a higher loyalty this um uh james comey uh miniseries on showtime starring jeff daniels uh i think everybody should watch it it's it's only around four hours uh total it's it's two two hour chunks basically um yeah everybody should watch it uh it's uh it's I think very good and very measured and not necessarily one side or the other, although it is very much anti-Trump. It's not, I would say it's not Republican or Democrat, liberal or conservative in terms of the way that the story leans. I think the point of the story is that Donald Trump is bad for everybody. Um, right. And, uh, and sort of going through that narrative and talking about that from the perspective of James Comey and, and everything that happened with the FBI uh, in the lead up to the election and uh, and and in the subsequent months <laughs> after the election. So, um, yeah, I'm really enjoying I watched the first two hours of it and uh, it's fantastic. Jeff Daniels is amazing. Um, so everybody should watch it because we're going to talk about it in a future episode. I've now it's also a homework for me just so yeah. everybody understands that this is, yeah. <laughs> this is not just you. I've got to watch this too. Now that I've made it homework for everybody, Amanda absolutely has to do it. I know. Um, I don't like it when I'm on a signed reading. You're going to enjoy this, though. You're really going <laughs> to like know. it. I know. It'll be. I'm I'm excited to revisit um, Jeff Daniels. Yeah. I, it's been a while since I watched him and some stuff, so. Cool. Well, uh, that's it for the episode. That's Woo-hoo. it. We did it. 
we talked about way too many bummers and not enough fun stuff, but I, uh, <laughs> uh, but that's okay. Oh, next week, let's try and be a little bit more focused on fun or instead next of, episode. Instead whatever. of like, instead of talking about politics for an entire episode, yeah. I feel like we always talk about politics. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sorry. You know what you're in for though. It's so. an election year. It's yeah. unavoidable. Uh, and it, this might be one of this, this may be the most important election of our lifetimes that we're living through yeah, yeah. for sure so for sure. um i yeah it's kind of a big deal in that sense um yeah i mean some, <laughs> might, have, some might have argued that the last election would have been the most important election that we lived through and we if, all watched that one so if this one if this one goes south the way the last one did then yes it will in retrospect be the the first of these two that was the most important because uh, because it will have been us. It, that was the off ramp, and we missed it, and now we're on this ride for the rest of our lives. Um, oh man, I hope that's not true. Man, it's it's really something. It's really something to be alive for the downfall of an entire country. But uh, uh, hopefully, civilization, okay. civilization as a whole, too. Hey, on some positive things, like yeah. we've been around for a real long time. Like humanity's yeah. existed forever. So. Yeah. I think humanity will be fine, but yeah. yeah it's, and I mean, I do want to just clarify. I, I understand that humanity has not literally existed forever. I was being yeah. hyperbolic. Um, uh, and I, I will just say, like, we're in Canada. And we're, we're, too clo- we're closer to the American border, border than I am comfortable mm-hmm. with uh, at the moment with the way that things are going. But, uh, but we are Canadian citizens, so we can move further north if we have to. Um, I... But I will remind everybody that in the Hunger Games, uh, Pan Am stops at the 49th parallel. <laughs> it sure does. That is correct. And uh, I, I mean, like, it depends on which version of the map and, you're looking you at. Some know, of them kind of have a little bit of Canada. No, in but there. it's like Canada but, sort of said, no, thank you. And and I maintain in my head canon, the rest of the world was definitely affected by climate catastrophe and and has changed. But everybody else is more or less like continuing on with life um, and, and society. It's just America that that turned into that, that turned into the Hunger Games of like let's let's slaughter children for entertainment in order to keep the proletariat in in check. Um, so uh, that's where you're going, America. That's the track that you're currently on. Vote for Joe Biden so that you don't end up in the Hunger Games. Really, so that your children don't end up in the Hunger Games, and 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 like, if you don't have children of your own, think of other people's children. Be a nice person for a change, um, and think about other people. No, our audience is a bunch of great people, and they're all going to do the right thing, and they're all going to be very, very uh, awesome, and make sure that everybody else gets out to vote and uh, offers rides and drives people and does the whole thing. So, yeah, cool. That's it for this week. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, We'll be back next week. Stay safe, everybody. Wash your hands and be kind to one another. Follow the Thunderquack Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching the Thunderquack Podcast. You can support us in three ways. First, by heading to the podcast service of your choice and leaving a rating and review. Second, by going to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch from your favorite podcasts. 
And last but not least, by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack to kick in with your monthly pledge of support and get cool rewards like early access, ad-free episodes, and extended episodes. The Thunderquack Podcast is the official podcast of thunderquack.com. Head to thunderquack.com to discover more great podcasts.